Welcome everybody to Pew Pew Panel. I'm Civilian Tactical and we're here with Ava. Today we got some gold in the mail and we're going to be talking about constitutional carry, both some successes and setbacks. Ava, welcome. Hey, welcome. So I think, you know, now that it's been about two months that we've had the show, I think we should maybe just give a quick overview as to who we are, what we do in this industry for anybody new tuning in. Absolutely. So I'm Civilian Tactical or Dalen Schaefer, whichever you want to call me. I have a slightly cursed YouTube channel where I shoot guns. <laughs> I do super unscientific science experiments, all sorts of crazy stuff. And I do like the short videos, the 60 second videos. Ava's been around in the industry for a lot longer than me. Ava, why don't you tell them what you do? I've been in the industry for 10 years now. I'm a firearms instructor. Also have another podcast called Gun Funny. I write for lots of publications, uh, an investor of three gun stores and gun ranges and failed YouTuber and uh, mother, single mother of peaches. Aspiring this, YouTuber. This is, this is peaches. Yeah. <laughs> peaches is the resident chihuahua who makes a cameo at least once an episode. There are some people who approve of this cameo and some who don't, but she's going to keep coming regardless. <laughs> All right. So should we discuss? Well, actually, before we, we discuss mail call, you wanted just to remind people that if they want to be notified of this podcast, um, what is the best way to do that? So if you guys want to be notified of this podcast, make sure to hit that bell notification. Also, this podcast, you guys are going to notice as we go through, we're going to be asking and answering lots of questions from you guys. So if you have a question, drop it in the comments or email it to pewpewpanel at gmail.com. So that's going to be a staple of the podcast you guys are going to realize we have a few different interesting segments. First up, we're going to have our mail call where we guys, we got interesting things in the mail. We're going to share that with you guys. Literally, you're going to see in just a second. Some crazy would you rather questions. Uh, we're going to talk about a main topic as well. Sometimes that comes from a comment you guys leave. Uh, sometimes it's just things me and Ava think about that we think, hey, let's share this with people. <laughs> so the first one is mail call. Ava, why don't you show us your mail call? And then I'm going to show everybody what we got, because this is going to be an exciting one. I'm going to share it with everybody listening. All right. So I'll admit, like, this week's kind of slow. Uh, I didn't really get anything gun-related, but somebody decided to send me a... It's not a shot collar. A shot collar? It's not a shot collar. It's a... He is going to come after you, Ava. ...anti-barking collar. And what I'm guessing is possibly it was somebody who listens to the show who... Occasionally hears Peaches bark in the background and they're like, well, that's annoying. So we're going to send her a bark collar. But this is extremely humane. So before everybody starts hating me, I love animals probably more than like 99% of the people out there. Um, this does not shock the dog. It vibrates occasionally. So first it beeps. And then if they continue to bark, then it vibrates. And Peaches is wearing it right now. Come on, baby. Get up here. You see this little heart? It's Very so cute. cute. She looks, it's sad though, because she just looks so sad right now. <laughs> Knowing Peaches, like, she'll even hate the tiniest beep or noise. <laughs> it will deter her plenty from barking, is my guess. No, she's actually, she looks sad, but really she's just, it's her nap time. She just ate and it's ready, you know, she's ready for her afternoon nap. But um, I'll let you guys know how it goes. This is, it's funny because like on the package, it looks like Peaches just with a little bit of white. And, uh, and it's made for four pound plus dogs. So super tiny. You charge it. Kind of interested to see how this works. She's actually not really a barker, but uh, when she goes outside, she'll bark at other dogs. So I'm kind of hoping to deter that a little bit. Awesome. Well, let us know how it goes. I will. 
Ava, I'm going to jump into what I got in the mail. So this is a really cool one. It is gold. We got gold in the mail, you guys, as we mentioned in the intro. Now, the thing about this is it's actually gold for you guys. So if you're listening, what we're going to do with this gold, it, these are sent to us from Goldback. And this was oh, wow. early like they sent it and said, hey, give this out because this is some cool stuff. So these are Goldbacks. They're like dollar bills. And I'm going to tell you guys how you guys can get them. Um, they're like dollar bills worth more and essentially it's uh one thousandth of an ounce on some of the bills or more depending on which one you get embedded into this bill oh, wow. absolutely gorgeous so how you guys can get one of these if you're listening so if you're already subscribed all you need to do is drop a comment on this video and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast if you want a chance to win subscribe to the podcast and drop a comment the reason we need the comment is that's how we're gonna message you guys saying hey reach out to us you're one of the winners so that's what the comment does it's so bright it almost doesn't even show up on the camera but it's it's beautiful actually i was kind of wondering how you know in the camera like how it it looked um if it was just like if you open it and there's the gold but i didn't realize that it's it's actually like it's like dollar bills that are actually backed by like the gold standard <laughs> and there's about there's about 60 of them so there's a really good chance that if you guys subscribe you'll be able to get one of these a massive thank you to Goldbacks for sending them. Um, they were just like, hey, give these away to people. So I thought that's what we're going to do. So if you want a chance to get some free gold, that was my mail call. I got wow. gold in the mail, but I, I'll share the love. I'll share awesome. the love. And there's two that are actually worth around, one that's worth around, uh, I think, 40 bucks. Another one that's worth around $100. Oh, so wow. there's going to be two really big ones in there. Make sure to subscribe and then drop a comment saying your favorite pet goodness i don't know say your favorite pet and then you'll be entered to win these as well i don't know should we do favorite pet i feel like we should do something else okay let's right, do let's do your favorite state your favorite state comment your favorite yeah. state that you've visited on a road trip traveling vacation or if you live there um favorite state and why and then you'll be entered to win so that was yeah. my mail call very cool. Well, that is very generous of you, and I wish that I could enter that giveaway. But good luck to everyone out there. That brings us, Ava, to the Would You Rather. So, you guys, this Would You Rather segment, we pose the most ridiculous questions or sometimes just hard questions. Questions that, like, oh, it would be so tough if this were real life. So, Ava, why don't you read this question for us, and we're going to do our best to answer it. You guys can send your own Would You Rather questions to pewpewpanel at gmail.com or drop them in the comments. We'll definitely see it if you email it to us. Uh, I love, this one should be a fun one. I love that you're like, Ava, you should read it as you're reaching for your drink, your your hot tea, because it's you know raining outside and freezing, and so why should you warm yourself up? But okay, I will read it. So it says, if you could only shoot one for the rest of your life, I'm assuming one gun, would you rather pistols, SBRs, rifles, or shotguns? Dun, dun, dun. Da, da, da. Okay, why didn't they include full auto? Uh, I mean, assume if you get the right licenses, whichever one you pick could be full auto. There you go. Okay. All right. What would you pick, Dalen? We got three really good ones here. Um, I'm really tempted to pick shotguns. Shotguns is just like the most versatile. You know, it's pretty much a modern blunderbuss. You can shoot slugs. You could do some deer hunting with it. We got some buckshot, good for some malicious bipeds that are trying to break down your door uh, for home defense. Uh, shotguns is a really tempting one for me, but I think 
it it's it's hard too because I'm not gonna be concealed carrying a pistol, right? Yeah. Like that's just I'm just not gonna. Um now if I had to pick one, it's not the best option actually. You might pick a different one and have a better reasoning for it, but I think I'm gonna go rifle because that would give me the ability to hunt with it. Uh, rifles, because, you know, I could pick a few different types of rifles, but that would give me the ability to hunt home defense. Um, I could put something in my car. And there are some cool rifles out there that are 16 inches that fold, so, like, I wouldn't be able to so you can wear carry it, it on myself. <laughs> I would have to put it in a backpack is the problem, right? I couldn't put it on my waist, which would be, which would be very unfortunate. Yeah. But I think I would go rifle just because... Um, the government tyranny, blah, blah, blah. I think I'd go rifle. I think I'd go rifle. I think I would go pistol. One, that's like, that's the gun that I, you know, I learned to shoot first and it's the one that I've been most comfortable with. Although at this point, everything except for shotguns, I'm, I, I feel pretty confident with. Um, but I would do pistols just because, I don't know, I think I get the most, ex- like I, I get excited about shooting them. And for me, it's still... I love like trying to absorb that recoil and it's kind of challenging. And um, and I think that maybe shooting pistols accurately is a little bit more difficult than shooting rifles, in my opinion. But I think it also depends on what you were grown, you know, raised around or what you shot for the first time. Um, as far as like hunting goes, so pistols, I have to imagine that it also groups in revolvers. And when I think about hunting, I know, you know, I have like the Smith & Wesson 350 Legend that cartridge was made to take down, you know, deer. So I could always have that. I still have the concealed carry option, home defense, which is what I have semi-autos scattered out throughout my house everywhere. And that's what I use for home defense. So yeah, I would stick with pistol. That's a very good pick. Handgun hunting is like a totally another beast. Honestly, it is like it requires a whole skill set that like blows my mind when I see people hunting with handguns. It is possible though. And they say that, uh, the 10 millimeter has the very similar ballistics to 357 Magnum. Hmm. Um, so they say you can actually hunt with a 10 millimeter. So the reason why people um, hunt with, with handguns is because then when they draw, I don't know a lot about hunting, but they're more likely to draw a tag ah, and be see. able to hunt that. Yeah, so that's really... I always assumed it was an added challenge for hunters, but it does make sense. That could be it, too. (laughs) Yeah, and it does make sense, though, because, you know, you have your archery, you have all the different tags. I still have yet to go on a successful hunt. That's one of my goals this fall, (laughs) to take anything, really. I really want to go, really want to learn it, so I do find that pretty fascinating. Very cool. All right, so before we move on, you guys, I wanted to do a quick plug and remind you guys to subscribe. If you are already mm-hmm. subscribed, make sure to hit the bell notification. What that's going to do is if you click the bell notification or if you subscribe, um, if you follow us on Apple Podcasts, if you do either of those two things, that bell notification will give a notification on your phone when we drop an episode. You can dismiss that notification. Essentially what it's telling YouTube is that's an uh, episode that you're interested in watching. So they'll show it to you again later. It'll pop that notification up. You can swipe it away or watch it right away. And then YouTube knows that that's something you want to listen to. So make sure to hit that bell notification um, after you've subscribed. That's going to help tremendously so you guys can uh, know when the next episode drops. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so now listener questions and listener comments. 
so we asked, we kind of switched it around a little bit. Uh, we asked people, what is your favorite gun? We asked listeners and people had some interesting things to say. Dalen, do you want to read the first one? Yeah. So some of these are super brief and some of these have some additional thoughts added. We asked, what's your favorite gun? Um, who is this? Connor Pratt said, for me, my personal favorite must be the Chris Vector. Such a futuristic looking gun and awesome aesthetic makes for an excellent PDW in my opinion. Uh, do you have a Chris Vector, Ava? I do. I have two of them. Oh, well, you might need to share one with me because I <laughs> don't have one. I've only seen people shoot it. I have the 22 and then I have an SBR version that is chambered in 45. And both of them are, I actually just shot my 22 not too long ago. And then the 45 is one of those staple guns that I usually bring to the range, especially if I have new shooters with me or people that don't get to shoot that often. I, I bring out the Chris Vector just because it does have such a really cool, like futuristic look to it. Um, but then it also shoots really well and SBR it's smaller. And then I also have it suppressed, which just shoots phenomenally. And if I'm not mistaken, the Chris Vector is the one that recoils downward. Is that right? Um, don't quote me on, I'm not entirely sure exactly what I'm not. Yeah. I, I actually don't know. From 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 my video game knowledge, for everybody listening, you can correct my video game knowledge. <laughs> video and I don't game I don't knowledge. even play I don't even play video games. But the recoil system, it'll give you a different recoil impulse in the Chris Vector because it has that sort of block by the handle mm-hmm. and it recoils uh downward, eliminating a lot of the push backwards and it's a very weird recoil impulse from what I've heard from people who shoot it. So hmm. that's a good pick. That's a very good pick on a gun. I'm going to have to look into that after this show because I'm definitely curious. All right. Uh, second person, uh, Holly Weird Tattoo. So for my favorite gun that I own is an American Tactical Military X 1911 or Glock 4. Do you think that... I'm missing a number. Yeah. Uh, it could be 43, 48, 43X. We don't know. Uh, Dynamite. Okay, dying to get my hands on a Canik or Shadow Systems or literally hundreds of other guns, which I hear you. Even I'm in that that situation. <laughs> That's funny. I feel that um, I'm picking up a TPS, a Canik TPS. It'll be my second one. Those Canics, oh, they shoot so good. So I it's... feel that with the Canik. Yeah. I don't know if I've shot the TPS. Um, the T is it the it's possible. Let me see really quickly here. So I have I know I have like the the lower end Canic that was incredibly affordable. It was like in the three hundred dollar range, maybe three fifty. And then I have the SFX, which I've talked about before on the show that I really like. Um, I want the one. Which one is it that has like they're doing now like skylines, like the Miami one? And oh, those are they're out. Those are gone. Those things went uh, so fast. Was, I just thought that was just like it was such a work of art. And then especially if I lived in Florida or any of those other states, that I would want something. But I'm out of curiosity. I'm wondering if they're going to do every state or like some you know kind of like the Starbucks cups, <laughs> you know, like the Starbucks yeah. mugs. Like that would actually be kind of cool. And then they'd be collectors' items. Yeah, and I think the gun I said the TPS is the TP9S. Oh, okay. Specifically. TP9. So I think the TP9 is the one that I had, and I didn't. I'll admit I didn't really care for it that much, but the the SFX, the SFX. rifle I really loved that one. Mind blowing that gun! 
the trigger is just is great. So we got um, what do we got here? Dominic Lee said, uh, Dominic Lee fourteen seventy one said, it would depend, but I would choose an M eighteen ninety seven Winchester trench gun. It can slam fire, which means it can fire without letting go of the trigger. So for anybody wondering, these are very interesting guns, and I've had my eye on one of these for a while. So if you guys have connections to one, let me know. These are literally the guns that the Germans feared so much, they said, hey, we have to, like, ban these things. Because they were just clearing those trenches with these shotguns because they were using buckshot. And the Americans only had bolt-action rifles in World War One, so you can imagine it's between a shotgun which is blasting nine pellets versus, like, a bolt action. Um, a, it was an infield. Uh, I can't remember the specific model. Bolt action guns. And so these trench guns, they were just clearing those trenches. They had a bayonet that would attach to them as well. So what do you mean by, what does he mean by slam fire? I don't understand that terminology. So slam fire, essentially with those guns, the way that the um, the trigger system is set up, you can hold down that trigger. Mm-hmm. And as you move the kind of the pump on the shotgun, the foregrip, the pump, the action tube, whatever you want to call it, as you slide it forward, the trigger automatically fires. Oh. So you can hold your finger down on the trigger and pump. And every time you pump, it'll shoot. So you can run it like a boss. Wow. Yeah. I would want one of those as well. Yep. And they (laughs) just look very cool with the heat shield. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and then the last one is Dallin, Dallin Maddock, Maddock, uh, 5923. Favorite gun is M1 carbine. Have you shot an M1 carbine before, Ava? Uh, duh, Ovs. Okay. Have you? Yes, and it's a fun gun. Let's, am I, I, let's am I in the gun industry? Yeah. <laughs> I offered to buy it immediately from the person that let me shoot it, and they said, yeah, no way. I'm, I'm never selling. So sadly, I'm without an M1 carbine. And actually, um, we have a fun fact from Dominic Lee from about the Trent shotgun that I forgot to read. He said, fun fact, shotguns were considered weapons that violated the provisions of the Hog Conventions by the Germans in World War I. So that's kind of what I was mentioning earlier. Mm. Germans didn't like that gun. Interesting. Um, and, then the, and then the M1 carbine, of course, a classic World War II rifle that shoots the 30 carbine. Yeah. Very cool gun. I wish I bought one of those. Is like there's so many guns that I wish I bought even when I first started getting into guns ten years ago, and they would have been so much cheaper. And now it's just yeah. like, like, uh, you know, you know, people are always looking for a good investment. And they're like, what, you know, what's gonna like, you know, increase my money? And uh, guns have just continued to go up in price. Though, especially those uh, World War II guns, the M1 carbines, the M1 Garands. I mean, even uh, like. Mose and the Gaunts, like yeah, stuff like totally. that. SKSs, things mm-hmm. that were just like, eh, you know, one hundred twenty bucks in a cap. Yeah, no, like oh, yeah. not. I mean, I think it was like at one point seventy five dollars. It's the funny yeah. thing about them though is everybody wants to buy them because they're like they'll go up in value. And let's be honest, nobody's ever going to get a return on their investment because they're just going to keep them forever, right? Right. Yeah. Nobody's going to be selling them. So as far as an investment goes. Uh, it's an investment if we ask my wife. Um, if you're asking me, we all know I would never sell it in the end. Yeah, so. yeah. For You're like, so my wife thinks that it's an investment, but as for me, well. <laughs> We're keeping it. That makes sense. 
And then one interesting thing, actually, with the M1 carbine that I thought I would mention before we move on from these old guns. So the U.S. military, I don't know if you've heard this story, Ava, but they were selling these um, M1 carbines off as surplus. This was after the National Firearms Act, right? So the military, they had their 16 and a half inch, I believe the M1 carbine, 16 and a half inches. They're selling these off to civilians after they'd made the National Firearms Act. And a short-barreled rifle in the National Firearms Act was anything less than 18 inches. <laughs> so the U.S. military realized that they had auctioned off hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of M1 carbines that were actually SBRs. Oh, wow. So they had to change the NFA to be from 18 inches to 16 inches because all of their M1 carbines were 16 and a half inches. Interesting. I definitely did not know that. Yeah, that's a very interesting fact about how weird the government is and why the, their gun laws literally are just so insane. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a little factoid. I, I'm sure all the history people out there are like, yeah, yeah, I knew that. And you got these little details wrong. I'm <laughs> sure I'm sure it's not 100%. There might be some additional details. And if you know them, let us know in the comments because I love learning about these mm-hmm. stories. Um, we're not professionals in case anybody was wondering, we're learning it with you. Um, so I'm just sharing it from what somebody parlor talk from what somebody else told me. So, and then you should, Dalen, you should probably be honest with our listeners as well. Listeners and viewers. Um, Dalen's also originally from Canada, so he's got, we weren't going to tell that to them. them. We weren't going to tell that to them considering it's their first time here. (laughs) (laughs) I just felt like, you know, people should know, you know, but but thankfully, he now lives in the U.S. He is a U.S. citizen, and he's taking full advantage of the Second Amendment. And uh, so we, we really can't blame him, you know, that much. But A reformed Canadian. In fact, I saw a mm-hmm. comment. I think we have it down. It'll be at the end yeah. of the episode. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think we, we read it, actually, in the last episode or something. Somebody else. There you go. It's, it's fairly common for other gun owners and enthusiasts to be from Canada. So we're not judging Especially if you're from Canada, welcome as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we talk about our main topic. We should. This is going to be a really fun one, you guys. In case you're wondering, half of the episode is us just kind of talking about random stuff, answering your questions. And then the other half, uh, we talk about something specific. And today it's constitutional carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we thought that this would be a good topic to discuss just because there's so many states now that are becoming constitutional carry which is awesome Uh, especially because I I mean I'll admit like even this past year I've gotten incredibly active uh, with politics I've gone up to the Capitol to testify against a lot of anti-gun bills that they're trying to pass and so it's kind of nice like I've constantly heard you know like um, all these gun laws and stuff it seems like a losing battle but in some ways, we're also gaining ground. So it's not completely like, it's not, you know, it's not like a complete war, I guess, that's lost. Like there is quite a bit that's being accomplished. And I think constitutional carry is one of them. So I think we should start off by first explaining what constitutional carry means. And that means that you, you know, in in some states there's open carry, and then uh, other states there is concealed carry. Open carry means that you you know you have your gun holstered; it's out in the open, everyone can see it. Concealed carry means that it is obviously concealed. You are the only person that should really know that it's there. No one else around you should be able to see it. 
And then constitutional carry means that, you know, the U.S. Constitution, that is you don't need a permit in order to carry that you just the fact that you're a, a citizen and we have this constitution gives you the right to own and carry a firearm. That's correct. And so every state regulates that themselves. Like, do you need a permit or are you able just to carry? Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about constitutional carry, like you said, some states will regulate it and say you can do whatever the heck you want. Some will say it doesn't apply to rifles. Others will say, like Washington, if I'm not mistaken, like, sure, while you're hunting, you know, yeah. that's it. Um, so that every state is slightly different in the way that they apply it and what you can do with it. Can you open carry? Does it have to be concealed? What weapons can there, can you have? So it just depends on your state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so... I'm a firearms instructor. One of the most common classes that I teach is concealed carry classes. Unfortunately, here in Colorado, there is not constitutional carry. It is an open carry state, but in order to conceal carry, you have to take a class, apply for your permit with the sheriff's office. Uh, The sheriff's office then puts your application through to ATF as well as Colorado Bureau of Investigation. They do an extended background check on you. You have to pay for that. I believe at now, like, I think it's $135. Um, and then to renew after five years, it's $65. So it's still, it's like, if you think about the entire process, it's one of those things where I don't think that people should have to pay an arm and a leg in order to be able to carry a gun and protect themselves. And it prices people out who can almost only barely afford to buy, afford to buy their gun. Yeah, Absolutely. But that's that's like the law in Colorado, and you can't carry until you have that permit. And uh, even in 2020, when it was like extremely busy, people were waiting. You know, it would take maybe two to three months for them to even get the appointment with the sheriff's office, and then it would take the full three months uh, for that permit to arrive in the mail. And it's not like the DMV where they give you a temporary license; you have to wait until that permit arrives in the mail. You have to carry it with you at all times in order to conceal carry. And and then also another thing that's super important is to know that when you are carrying, you have to make sure it's either 100% concealed or 100% uh, uh, open carry, like out in the open. It can't be like half and half. And so there's lots of things. So that's why we figured we wanted to take this, kind of dissect it a little bit and talk about it. Dalen, I think first off, we should start off by just saying what states actually have that constitutional carry. Because you might be surprised, there might be listeners that don't think that their state is included, but there's been so many states recently that have been included in that constitutional carry. Um, So we're just going to name them all off, and it might be slightly long, but I I think it's important for everyone to know which states, you know, recognize our constitution. Yeah, and age limits apply different to different states. Some will be 18, 19, 20, and 21, just depending on the state. So look up your state if you hear it. But listen for your state. Um, if you don't know, if you already know, that's awesome. Um, so let me list these off. We got Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine-ish, <laughs> Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Hampshire, North Dakota, um, with some interesting exceptions there, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wyoming. It's a list there, but that'll give you an idea if the state you live in 
uh, has constitutional carry laws and make sure to look them up in your state because again age and weapon and manner will all vary depending on state do you want to elaborate just on some of the states that you were like well with a few exceptions or with this do you uh, want to elaborate I, that means? i'm actually going to let people look that up themselves just because there's so many different details depending on the state that uh that's a good idea get crazy but look it up there's always you can just google it or like watch a youtube video usually somebody from your state will have made a video about it which is usually very helpful another really great resource is uscca their website it has like the entire map of the united states and it'll tell you exactly you know if you click on your state uh what those laws are and and you know and then reciprocity so some people, I think it's important to note, you know, some people, let's say you live in a constitutional carry state and they're like, cool, I'm, I'm good to go. I don't need my concealed carry permit. But there's a few reasons why you might want to get your concealed carry permit. Dalen, do you want to just name off maybe one reason? Yeah. So I live in Idaho. I recently took uh, my concealed carry class. And the reason I did it was so that I don't have to wait for background checks when I'm picking up guns. Uh, it takes forever, you know, I usually get to stay usually some, it's because somebody with a similar name or just be, I don't know why their background check. It always puts like a stay on my thing. Two days later, they said, you're good to come pick it up. I and, look funny. Okay. So I have a few questions about that because we don't have that in Colorado. If you have your concealed carry permit, you, you are not expunged from, you know, having to fill out the 4473 every time that you buy a gun, even if it was just you know, a, a week before this, you have to fill out another another form. So what is that process like? So you go into the gun store and you just give them your concealed carry permit. And like, do they make a copy of it? Do they put it in some sort of, you know, my, like, yeah, that work? That's a great question. So I, my guess is because the background check, again, this is, I'm just taking a shot at the dark, because the background check process is so intensive when you get the concealed carry license mm -hmm. they're like going in to see if there's any reason you shouldn't have a gun they give you that card to let you have that permit mm -hmm. and that pretty much says okay this guy's clear like we checked and we really checked like this guy is good and because you have that card it's like a little stamp saying my background check's already been done so my guess is that's sort of the way it works you go into the gun shop i would hand that to them and they would probably check saying he already has his concealed carry and they don't worry about it on the state level just because they know they've done their research on me already. Gotcha. And then does it still take two days for you to get your firearm? It wouldn't. In that case, they would essentially, okay. I wouldn't need to wait for that background check to come back because it's already been done. I would be able to just do my paperwork. So I still have to fill out that paperwork you mentioned. I write, write everything down. They put all the information that they store at the gun shop and then boom, uh, I would be good to go. So that's a no background check it. benefit depending yeah. on your state. Absolutely. There's also that reciprocity. So if you guys travel a lot, Dalen, you know, now that you're kind of one of us within the gun industry, we have to travel to lots of different events. And all I've joked before, you know, being in the gun industry and you have to go to these little, you know, like all these events, like for example, at the end of the month, we're going to Kansas. And um, I've joked that like you end up, you know, in the armpit of America's because it's like middle of nowhere where there's going to be a range and you can shoot all these guns and it's got to, you know, got to be big enough to hold, you know, all these people. And so it's, it's usually middle of nowhere. And um, and I've brought my gun before just to make sure, you know, just as like an additional security. But if you 
let's say, you know, Idaho, you have constitutional carry. That doesn't mean that now because you, you're a resident of that state, that when you go to other states that you just automatically have their reciprocity. So this is a benefit of getting your concealed carry permit because the minute you have your Idaho concealed carry permit or in my case, Colorado concealed carry permit, now it opens your ability to conceal carry in those other states. That does not mean, though, that the laws are the exact same. Sometimes they could be completely different. So, for example, Colorado, you can actually go into a bar or restaurant somewhere that serves liquor. The law is a little gray because it says do not carry while intoxicated. Doesn't really, you know, elaborate on what the definition of intoxication is, although you shouldn't drink and, and you know, have your gun with you. Um, but in other states, you can't even step foot into a place that serves liquor. And then other states, like let's say, I think Texas, uh, there's certain signage on like restaurants and stuff. And it just says that if they do more of their sales are in liquor than food, they have to have a certain sign on the door. And then that's how you know that you can't go into that place if more of their sales are in liquor than Interesting. Food. Yeah. So- so really important, and that's another thing why I would say like USCCA, they have a good website where you click on your state and it tells you that reciprocity and it's constantly changing. So make sure that you're constantly updating yourself with that because even if you were like, no, I looked into it a year ago. I mean, think about how many states were just added to constitutional carry just like in the last couple of years. So it is totally. it is like ever, you know, ever changing. Yeah, it's been an explosion. Just check before you travel, really. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good that's a good rule to go by. And then so we talked about reciprocity. We talked about kind of in some states it can waive that background check requirement. Um, and then we talked about well, I guess one thing we didn't talk about is it's also extra training. So if you go and take a course, you're generally going to get a little bit more training. So that's an added yeah. benefit as well. So I'll say the only thing that I, I love to see, you know, constitutional carry and all these states kind of jumping on the you know, on the bandwagon and recognizing our constitution. Um, the only thing that worries me slightly is, and I, I, I think everyone should be able to protect themselves. I do, as an instructor, I see so many times, you know, people that come in, they're like, yeah, I've been shooting since I was like five. They don't even know what they're doing. You know, like they, and that's why I, I also kind of wish that like in school, they would bring back just even basic firearm safety where they teach you the, you know, the the four rules of gun safety. That alone, if people knew that, that would prevent so many accidents from happening, especially with children. And so in some sense, I do like that sometimes people are required to take a class. Unfortunately, and I'm, you know, I'm... Correction, you like that they take the class. I do, you like yes. This, you like that they yeah. take the class, I, not that, not that they're required, required by the government. Yeah, yes. yeah, no, I got yeah. you. Because I, I don't you. think I don't think the government should tell you. Everybody who is listening almost went down yeah. to the comments. So said Thank you for correcting me, yes. Um, but, it, you know, and then paying for a class, that's an additional fee. And then you pay for your concealed carry. And before you know it, you spent more on that than sometimes, you know, than what the gun costs. And so it can be expensive. But um, if you do, I think really... And everybody should take a class at some point, whether you live in a state that, you know, you could do whatever you want um, and you, you know, you have a lot more freedom in that state. You should still educate yourself. And then in addition to that, I also kind of want to go into some of the laws, because unfortunately, when I was uh, putting together my syllabus for my concealed carry class, I realized pretty quickly that 
a lot of these laws aren't just easily accessible on the internet. Like everybody who says like, yeah, all this information is so easily accessible. I mean, this was 10 years ago, but I had to end up asking, you know, some law enforcement officers and some lawyers and stuff on like what, you know, what the law was for Colorado so that I could um, basically regurgitate that information and, and give people the, the correct information. And um, the last thing that you want to do, you know, is think that you're using your gun for protection and then it ends up getting you put in jail because you, you know, you didn't use uh, deadly force appropriately. And so. the interesting thing is it's all based off of like precedent. And if like something changes <laughs> in a new rule, like you always want to keep up to date on those laws as well. So learning that in these courses that they're going to teach you how to use a gun. But even if you know how to use a gun, you're going to learn about the laws and lots of things you didn't know. Um, and depending on your instructor, it's going to be useful information. If you go to mine, he would say, this is the law, but save your life if you have to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So he was a very, he was a very funny man, but uh, it was a really good course. So, yeah, you'll learn about the laws as well. I think it's definitely important to have that instructor that, you know, they can't be like, this is the law, the law is the law. You know, I think it's good to have... Okay, so I'm going to be totally honest. Like I occasionally, um, so I'm I'm always carrying. And let's say one of my girlfriends is like, hey, you know, do you want to meet me for a drink? You know, let's go to this wine bar at a bad day, whatever. And so I'll go to the wine bar and I'll have a glass of wine. I'm still, I'm not breaking the law. I can consume alcohol. I typically tell my students, uh, you know, I'm still going to live my life. I know how I act with, you know, just drinking a glass of wine. I'm, I'm, fine um i'm not like a lightweight but that but to keep in you know keep in mind like if you ever had to use your gun in self-defense somebody let's say somebody enters the wine bar and they pull out a gun and i had to use it in self-defense i mean there's going to be plenty of people that are going to be around that later on drinking that glass of wine is probably going to come back and haunt me but i still you know maybe it still saved lives it saved my life you know, so I'm like, sometimes I'm kind of, you know, go back and forth between like, well, live your life, like don't live in fear, but also be still be responsible as possible. But, you know, most instructors would be like, absolutely not. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, but I also kind of live in the real world a little bit and I understand. And then it's also just kind of knowing yourself a little bit more and how you uh, react just by drinking a glass of wine. You know, some people can't handle that. Right. Yeah, it is very interesting. Everybody's going to have a different take on it. So do understand you're going to take a course. You could take an identical course. People are going to have varying opinions. Um, yeah. But overall, yeah, it's a it's a very good way to learn. I wanted to talk about as well all the crazy constitutional carry stuff that's happening in New Mexico. No. And as this kind of plays out, it's nice to see the direction this is taking. This is an old story for a lot of people, but it is. we're just talking about the topic of constitutional carry. Mm-hmm. And it definitely falls within that. But before we dive into that, I want to talk about Stag Arms. They're one of our sponsors, and they make some amazing guns. AR platforms, so AR-15s and AR-10s. Mm-hmm. And Ava, we were just talking about their Spectrum series of rifles that they came out with. Yes, it's one of my favorites. I have the FDE, the 50 Shades of FTE. They also have the OGG or the Gray. And I have to say, I am so freaking impressed with this gun. Uh, I was actually just at a gun store the other day. Some guy was asking me, you know, he's like, well, what do you think about, you know, out of all the guns on the wall, which one should I buy? And I honestly, I was like, it was his first AR. And I told him, I was like, I think you should do the, it was the 50 shades of of the Spectrum series. Um, 
And I told him, I'm like, you know, you can buy an O, you could die, you buy like a decent AR for about a thousand dollars, but then you're probably going to want to upgrade the trigger, the compensator, you know, um, like quite a few things. And I'm like, what I love about Stag Arms is with this series is they have so many upgrades and it is obviously the gun costs more than a thousand dollars. But when you think about all the upgrades that you're going to put on it and then the time that you spend putting that on yourself, it pays for itself, like hands down out of the box. It's an amazing gun. They all have a little bit uh, different triggers and different muzzle devices. Each one will have a different trigger and muzzle device depending yeah. on the color you pick. Yeah. So look into that and and see which you know, um, and and then even the colors. Like I just like the the color as well. So that is Stag Arms. You can check it out stagarms.com. Don't forget to use the code pewpew10. You're going to get 10% off. That's all one word. And that also includes firearms. And then another sponsor of our podcast is Manticore Arms. They make gear for a bunch of very cool guns, stuff like the Steyr Aug, a bunch of IWI guns. The they tour, are making some, yeah, the, the took brand, war. Uh, they have some AK stuff, AR stuff. I mean, they have all kinds of the, the CZ Scorpion all kinds of stuff, but they make like what I call comfort parts. And normally if there's a part in your gun that you're like, wow, that's really uncomfortable. Like for example, the Scorpion Evo, that safety lever is just, you know, but that's because most people uh, that would typically use that gun, I guess maybe are wearing gloves. And so uh, it, it can be rigid. Whereas like here, we don't typically wear gloves as much when we shoot. Um, so, yeah, there's there's lots of different parts to improve your firearm. That is Manicore Arms. You can use the code PewPew15, all one word. That's getting you 15% off your entire order. And again, ManicoreArms.com. That's awesome. And thank you to our sponsors. They are a massive help. So, <laughs> you guys, let's dive into what's going on in New Mexico or the progress. You know, by the time you guys hear this, we'll have gone even farther down the road, but it kind of lays out a really crazy story. Yeah. So their governor, Lujan, put a temporary stay on the ability for citizens to carry guns because of public health. Yeah, so a public shows, health emergency crisis. Yeah, we're not going to talk about like where these laws originated because certain keywords are flagged. But it's really crazy that um, the ability to suspend people's rights in the name of health is becoming more common. Yeah. Now, here's what happened. It did not go well for her. Um, the funny thing is, she has taxpayer-funded private security that she has access to. Um, so her fa- herself and her family have the ability to be protected by police, uh, funded on government dollars, but not for these. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, rights for me, but not for thee is sort of what it was feeling like. The, a judge froze the order and said, hey, what on earth is this? This doesn't fly. Sheriffs are saying that they're not going to enforce it, and they're having open carry protests all across the state. So the the federal judge, he granted only just a 14-day temporary restraining order against the ban on on Wednesday. Um, We'll see how this goes. But, I mean, it's it's crazy because even people that are anti-gun, like David Hogg, for example, this guy is, like, you know— super anti-gun um and he said let's see word for word he said i support gun safety but there's no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the u.s constitution and then i guess even the sheriff of the county he's also a longtime gun control advocate 
uh, he's blatantly come out and, and said uh, that his department won't enforce it. So, I mean, that's just how crazy it is. Like when people that are typically on your side that want gun control and they're just like, oh, wait a minute, we got to take a step back here. Like what's what's going on? You know, like this is just it, it's just so crazy. But what blows my mind is clearly what she's doing is uh, I mean, it, she should be impeached. Well, like we'll what, see. By the time you guys are listening to this, who knows? Maybe that process will be started. So we'll, we're going to see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just crazy. I'm glad, though, that a lot of people are taking a stand. I looked at her Instagram recently, and it's just blowing up with comments. I'm surprised she hasn't shut comments off because it is just, like, out of control. There was also protests with people carrying. They were open carrying, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. So... Uh, lots of people are taking a stand so it's nice to see everyone coming together and and being like no I, like this is insane but when it comes to protecting scary. your rights yeah when it comes to protecting your rights in your state if you don't have a constitutional carry yet um just get involved in local politics mm-hmm. lobbying sign petitions send emails send letters they they do read them show up at people's office um that sort of stuff matters to them yeah. because all of a sudden when people are showing up to their office saying hey I vote for the person that gives me constitutional carry. All of a sudden, they don't want to lose their job. So get involved in politics. Um, if something like this happens in your state, definitely make a stand. Um, show that you care about the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. So that's that's definitely helpful. And and people also, you might think like, nah, what, what we have right now going on in our state is fine. But like, look at 2020. You know, I couldn't teach classes fast enough. I was teaching a class probably five out of the, you know, five days out of the week. And all my classes were selling out and it was just, it was crazy. And there were so many people that were in fear for their lives or fear of the unknown and fear for the unknown. And unfortunately, people couldn't get their license. You know, they still had to wait six months. So yet, you know, let's face it, uh, criminals, they're out there, they're concealing their guns. They don't care about a permit. And so I could understand why, you know, a lot of states... I think it's I think it's smart of them to enact this and yeah so I'd like to I definitely would like to see more states I mean it's pretty nice that like 50 percent what is it more than 50 percent I think at this point of the U.S. is constitutional carry totally it is super helpful well that kind of wraps up the conversation on constitutional carry and the kind of crazy things that are going on some of the states that allow it and the nuances Um, we're going to dive into the listeners of the week So for you guys wondering, this is sort of the last segment. If you guys want to leave a review on our podcast, we have our audio version as well, and it's massively helpful. When you leave a review, it kind of boosts it in um, the Apple algorithm and tells people, hey, this is a good Second Amendment podcast. So they'll recommend it to people who listen to other podcasts, like Ava's podcast, for example. So if you guys go drop a review, we're going to read that here. And we've picked out three. Um, The first one is from... Somebody who just typed in a whole bunch of letters. I was like, good numbers. luck with that. <laughs> D- um, Dup, F-N-E-K-W-Z-P, yeah. P-N-E-K. Yeah, they just typed a bunch of stuff, and they said, always worth listening to. They gave us five stars, so thank you for that. <laughs> and then we have uh, Naive underscore one. I think Nave actually, uh, and if, if I'm not mistaken, one of my patrons from Gun Funny. Oh, yes. So we have some crossover from Ava's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he said the conversation and, discu- and discussion are, um, I, I wrote down commercial, but comical is what he said. <laughs> I, um, like, I enjoy I the like content. 
<laughs> yeah, I enjoy the content and uh, that you both put out. So he enjoys listening to how ridiculous we are. We appreciate it. And we feel the same way. So, mm-hmm. yes. And then the third one is Dave the Hunter, who we're familiar with. He always emails us after a show drops. Gotta love these guys. They, oh, there's a pleasant chemistry between the hosts and I guess even Peaches. (laughs) They travel through conversations which are different and thought-provoking. I just need to come up with some questions. So you guys can actually come up with questions. Send them to pewpewpanel at gmail.com. Yeah, Uh, we definitely enjoy answering them. So do not hesitate to ask away. Yes. And is there anything else, Ava? I think that's it. Um, I mean, Peaches have been pretty quiet this episode, so. There you go. Normally she's a little bit more rowdy. <laughs> but well, no, I, I we do appreciate everyone listening. Thank you so much. Uh, definitely don't forget to check us out on social media. There's always like little excerpts and stuff or uh, additional, you know, uh, videos and stuff like that content that you could find and that is pew pew panel on instagram as well as facebook and then uh if you haven't already please like this video uh, if you're on youtube it definitely helps the algorithm and then also don't forget to join the giveaway because who doesn't like gold yep to enter just comment your favorite state subscribe Don't forget to turn on that bell notification. This podcast comes out once a week and we will see you guys next time.